interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. What is happening? My name is Brad Ward. I'm your host. This is All Eyes on Cleveland. And we have reached that point in the season where... It's Ravens week. It is Ravens week and it is on. Uh, This is the quirk in the schedule we've been talking about. This is everything that we have been discussing. Uh, And it all comes down to this for a Browns team, which has been very bipolar. Uh, The the league has been very bipolar. Um, But, you know, it's been a week-to-week league much of the year. Um, and we've reached this this uh, epic point in the season where it's put up or shut up for the Browns, and uh, as they get the re- Ravens twice in three weeks. Uh, and to talk about that with us tonight, one of my favorite guests uh, that we ever have on here, Kyle J Andrews. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle J Andrews underscore. He writes and works for the Center Daily Times, and is a fellow cancer survivor. My guy. Uh, Kyle, what's up, brother? Hey, man, how's it going? I'm uh, glad to be in here talking with you. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got you here for a few minutes. I got a few things I want to throw at you. Welcome to the show, uh, friend of the show, many times frequent flyer. So glad to have you on, sir. Uh, let me get this, uh, Mikey. Can you get this uh, overlay out of here, brother? All right, there we go. All right, so. Kyle, uh, let's talk Ravens, Browns. Uh, well, let's go back to last week first. I want to I want to ask you about this first. So Tyler Huntley plays. Ravens win 16-13 against the Bears. By my estimation, the Ravens have luck boxed their way into about six wins this year. Am I crazy? Yes, I, I, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. Um you're definitely not crazy because I, I mean, geez, like it sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And the Ravens have had plenty of luck this season. Um, I think they're still a good football team, but I also think they find themselves in positions where, you know, they, they kind of bailed them out. They, they pull victory out of the jaws of defeat somehow. And many I times. Mean, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think most of it comes down to just, you know, it's it's luck to tell the truth. I mean, a lot of it is just luck, and that's fine. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think a lot of times, you know, fans and you know both uh, media members of, uh, I mean, both they they want to say, okay, well, I'm sick of teams being lucky. You know, this seems not actually good, but you need, I mean, to put yourselves in positions to win like this. I mean, or to lose sometimes. I mean, it takes some sort of talent. I think the, da- the the Detroit Lions have found a way to lose every single week. So I mean, or except for the one week against the Steelers, go figure. But yeah, it's an art. <laughs> it is no question about that. Um, so Sunday night football, eight twenty. Uh, it's going to be huge, right? The last time these two teams played, it was epic. Monday night football, back and forth. You know, game of the whatever, right? Uh, hang on a second. Hang on. Much better. There we go. Too bright. 
too bright, sir. Uh, all right. So last time they played each other, you know, epic game, Monday Night Football, right? Um, Baltimore pulls it out at the end. Lamar runs out of the locker room with the amazing victory, right? They go Sunday Night Football this week. Uh, my, I read somewhere that the uh, Baltimore crowd is going to have light-up wristbands and they're going to do some kind of crazy entrance. Do you know anything about this? That I have not heard about. I know recently, ever since Michael K. Williams died, who played, you know, Omar on the wire, the Ravens yes. have had a whistle um, theme, like the Omar whistle theme before they come out uh, onto the field. So, I, I mean, maybe there might be some some part of it. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard about all this stuff lately. Uh, but, I mean, that's interesting. I, I'm really intrigued to see how that works out. Yeah, so, like, the Browns on Thursday Night Football, they actually, like, cut the lights like a basketball, right? I don't know if you saw that night. And they uh, came out and with, like, the lights off and the spotlight on the So it was pretty cool. It was kind of like a basketball entrance. I'm wondering if we're looking for something similar here on Sunday Night Football with their light-up wristbands, I heard. So should, that should be interesting. Should be a heck of an atmosphere. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Do you like that that line? Uh, I'm I'm more of a, uh, I think I honestly think two and a half. I mean, I would go a little bit lower just because I think that, you know, the way the Ravens have played this season, and I think also the way the Browns have played. I mean, it looks like at times like the Browns, you know, shoot themselves in the foot just like the Ravens do. I feel like, and you know, I, I think these are pretty evenly matched teams. I don't think there's one team in the AFC North that's you know that can't beat each other. So I mean I, I think I think it should be a little bit closer than three, um, just because of you know precedent I think for the rest of the AFC North and the fact that you know the Browns crushed the Bengals, but you know the yeah. Bengals also beat the Steelers and the Ravens. I mean go figure. So none of none of it makes any sense, right? And none of that you know that that uh, may, where it makes sense in the NFL that's completely gone this year. Like uh, you know. Browns lost to the Chargers, beat Minnesota, Minnesota beats the Chargers. It's like that all over the place, right? You know, there's just, there's no no rhyme or reason to it. It, it really is a week-to-week league. Um, okay, I want to ask you about uh, a couple other things here. Lamar with the sicknesses. So, we know he had COVID twice, right? And then he's sick again. Like, it seems like multiple times in the year. What's going on there? Is there anything going on there? Is he just sick? I think he's just sick. I mean, it, it seems like it's just freak things because, you know, the the COVID, I mean, we all we all know what he can do to prevent that, but and I won't even get into it. But, you know, when it comes to the other stuff, I mean, he could the thing is he is always sick. I don't know if it's he just has a weak immune system. I don't know if he ate something bad. Yeah. And I mean we have good food in the area, so it's not like he should be eating <laughs> bad food. Especially, uh, you know, food that won't get you. I mean, especially food that'll get you sick. He shouldn't, you know, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. I feel like, you know, a lot of times he he's very he's very open with, you know, fans on like where he goes to get food at. And he's like a very like, you know, in the community guy. So, yeah, I, I don't. but I also don't know. I don't think it's because of the food. I just think, you know, he just has a weak immune system, something it's just uh, you know bothering him every chance that that he gets when he either eats or you know he's just out and he gets sick. I don't I don't know what it is. It's it's a yeah. freak thing. 
Same strange. thing with Hollywood Brown. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It's weird. Uh, reoccurring thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying weird stuff that he needs to eat more healthy. All this stuff. He may just have a weak immune system. I mean, the guy got COVID twice, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's crazy enough as it is. So, all right. Um, the Dolphins game. So, I just watched a video last night of a breakdown on the Dolphins game. The Dolphins game was wild. The Dolphins literally ran the same blitz 34 times in the game. Um, towards the end, the Ravens kind of found a way to finally start finding a way to, to, to offset what they were doing. It was a pretty creative, you know, uh, as I watched the video, the creative zero blitz that they were running, pretty much whichever side the offensive line of the Ravens shifted to, the Ravens would drop two of their center interior uh, defensive linemen out into coverage, kind of, and bring the outside uh, safeties off the edge. And they were getting home pretty much all the time. Oh, you got the dog in the car there with you. Sorry about that. Well, uh, but, you know, 34 straight times, man, uh, or not straight, but 34 times in one game, and, and Lamar struggled with it. What were your thoughts on that game? And could it be duplicated? So I, I think it can be duplicated, and I also think that the Browns have a, a just as talented, if not more talented, defensive front. I, I think Miles Garrett is a game changer. Um, always he always has been, always will be. Um, I think that another thing too is that if you want to be completely honest, this this Ravens offensive line just isn't good. I mean, it's just not a good offensive line. They haven't uh, they haven't done many things that have impressed me this season. I mean, they may have had like one or, or two good games the entire season. I would say that one game against, uh, you know, the Chargers is one. Um, but you know, they've been they've been kind of pathetic <laughs> the entire season, to say the least. I I hate saying that about professionals because I mean, I, I think they're, you know, every professional is a talented player. It's just the showing of, uh, you know, whether it's scheme or it's. I think I think it might just be you know guys getting out thought at times too. I mean, or yeah. guys overthinking things because I mean it seems like at certain points, you know, they're just missing they're just missing blocks. And I mean, some guys are talented enough to go jam someone up, but you know, at other times they just they can't find these guys. They don't know where they're coming from. And I think you know that Dolphins game was a perfect example of that where they just got out schemed. And I think they, um, you know, they didn't adjust for it until maybe the latter part of the game. And that's not that's never going to work. Uh, I think especially with a team that's hungry like the Dolphins or, you know, a team like the Browns that are hungry and they, you know, they can smell playoff time once again. And I think they've been they've been great at doing that. Interesting enough, that game was wild. Um you, you mentioned the offensive line. I was going to mention that, uh, you know, obviously you would think part of the Ravens' plan would be to keep some extra people in, chip miles and whatnot, right, to give them some more time. I don't know. I don't know what Joe Woods is going to do in this game. He has been uh, rather predictable throughout the year for the most part. So I, I don't know if he's going to go anything different than what he normally does against the Ravens. If he did, it would be this game, right? You know, if he decided to get exotic or anything like that. But uh, the other, uh, you tell me, but the other, it seems like the other weakness is uh, of the Ravens, 
you know, team this year, I guess what I would say would be the the pass defense, right? With the, you know, they're dinged up back there, right? Yes, I'd 100% agree with you on that. Deshaun Elliott, free safety, he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Marcus Peters got hurt at the beginning of the year. Um, I think that's that's the biggest injury right there, in my opinion. And then also, yeah. you know, even even when it comes to middle linebacker, Malik Harrison, I, I mean, I'm sure people in Cleveland heard about that because, you know, he got shot in the calf in Cleveland. Um, and, and just things like that. I mean, it's, you know, that's a freak thing. That's nothing. You can never account for a guy, you know, you can never account for him, but you can never account for it. Yeah, that's just horrible. Yeah, you know it's it's tough. It's definitely tough, and I think they um you know, it, it's a war of attrition for the Ravens. I mean they they somehow the fact that they're seven and three right now with this many season ending inju- injuries is you know amazing to me. I mean, you know you lost left hand, you you lost Ronnie Stanley. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, it's a mess. Uh, defensive side of the ball, you lost guys in all three levels. Derek Wolf, who was a starter for the majority of last season, um, despite uh, even when, I guess, you know, he didn't have his injuries. <laughs> you know, he he's out for the rest of the season with his injury this season. Um, then you have, uh, you know, like I said, Harrison's out for, for some time. I, I don't know if he's back or, or coming back yet, but... Uh, then you have, um, you know, Deshaun Elliott and Marcus Peters. I mean, just in every single group of the defense, they have problems right now. Just a ton of injuries. If you look at the screen here, I put up, a, this is crazy, right? So this is the Browns. Uh, this is from Friday, or Thursday, I think. Uh, about So the Browns and the Ravens, probably two of the most injured teams in the league this year. I mean, it's this is wild, right? And I mean, this isn't even counting people that are on the IR or lost for the season, excluding, right? So this is just this week. Clowney, Fields, uh, A.J. Green, concussion, full participation. Troy Hill's back. Malik Jackson, uh, limited DMP. Jarvis, limited DMP. Mayfield, left shoulder, foot, groin. And now, I guess the groin is injured now. Uh from the Detroit game. So not only his shoulder, his foot, his knee, but now the groin too. McDowell, Tack McKinley, groin. It looks like he'll be back, full participation. JOK back. Uh, I don't know if we'll see Donovan Peoples-Jones or not. He's trending towards playing, I'm told. Anthony Short, Schwartz, concussion, did not participate. He probably will not play. Taki Taki Treader, uh, both likely to play. And then you kind of helped me out here with the Raven side of things. Long list of names here, buddy. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter that, you know, Anthony Averett, who is, I mean, I'll say this. Anthony Averett is a very good nickel corner, but he's been getting torched this season, um, playing yeah. the same role that uh, Marcus Peters has been playing, and not to mention dealing with injury I mean, most of it has to do with him dealing with injury throughout the season. I mean, he's soldiered on for the Ravens. So, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about him for the for the fact that he's tried to fight through injuries. And I, I think that's tough to do, you know, especially when you, you can't necessarily trust the guys behind him outside of, you know, I, I think Marcus Hum. I mean, Marlon Humphrey has played pretty solidly. I mean, not not as well as he usually does, but. I mean, look at the situation at hand, especially when I think to, um, you know, Wink Martindale, 
I mean, his zero blitzes, we've seen we've seen kind of kind of the fruit of uh, that labor as well with uh, Andy Dalton carving them up for a uh, touchdown yeah. to, um, you know, Goodwin. So then you not to mention, um, you know, Josh Bynes is filling in really well, especially when, you okay. know, you had uh, you Malik Harrison with the with the, you know, calf when he got shot in the calf, uh, Josh Bonds has stepped up very well in the middle linebacker. Yeah. Um, and then also Justin Duvernay dealing with, or, or Devin Duvernay dealing with injuries. Uh, you know, it just, some of those things, I mean, it just, it adds up. It just adds up. And, you know, I, I mean, it's just, the team just is banged up to, you know, the craziest degree. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. never seeing anything like it. Um, you know, maybe the 2015 season when, you know, that that's the only thing I can recall that's similar to this. Uh, you know, when uh, Flacco was out, then you had uh, Steve Smith out. You had Justin Forsett out. You had, uh, I, I think, I believe you had multiple left tackles get injured that season. A couple cornerbacks got injured. Um, it was just ugly. And this is, this is very similar to it, but the difference is that I think because of the talent that this team has, They've been able to overcome that for the most part. Um, what about Clay's Campbell here? Concussion, DMP, DMP. Where? How are we looking there? Is he going to play? That's a that's a good question. I'm I'm not entirely sure. And okay, you know, I uh, I mean, if I'm the Ravens, they better hope Clay's Campbell plays because he's been the best defensive player on the team this season. In my is opinion, still in, is he still in protocol? I don't. Yeah. Know. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, um, safety uh, A Washington is that safety A Washington? Yeah, so Darius Washington, he's a safety. He's he's kind of uh, you know it's interesting to me because during the preseason they they had him. I mean, he came out of college. He was a uh, he was a cornerback. He was actually a nickel corner and a smaller guy. He's about five foot eight, but you know he he's a very decent safety at I, I think like the Ravens found a they found a guy that is going to be a very good you know contributor to their team he kind of I know this is throwing it back a little bit but I mean he kind of reminds me of Jim Leonard a little bit in the sense that he's small but you know when you need him to hit guys he can come up and hit so that's is a guy you definitely from, don't want to be out is he the rookie from Washington yes okay I remember him in the draft yeah um, so quick, quick question here. All these DMPs, is this something, are these guys unlikely to play here? Young, Williams, Westry, Washington, uh, Villanueva, not injury arrest related. Okay. Smith, Jimmy Smith Jr. Uh, you know, Ricard, all DMPs. Is this just something they do on a weekly basis? Are these like, uh, resting veterans or are these guys unlikely to play? You think? I think most of those guys are resting veterans. Okay. Um, you know, a ton of Ravens always, I mean, uh, uh, on the, are on some sort of list. I remember even when, when I covered the team pretty thoroughly in 2018, um, you know, they had a ton of guys that were always out. Brandon Williams seemed to be out every week in practice. And then somehow yeah. he would come back and be limited um, at the end of the week. You know, he never really took hits during a week, which was, I mean, it honestly worked out in their favor especially for the veterans. But I think some of the younger guys, of course, they need to take reps. If, you know, if I have a young rookie offensive lineman, I want him to take reps. If I have a young defensive lineman, 
I want him taking reps. You know, you can never recreate, uh, you know, that feeling that you get when you hit people. So even if it's not fully, you know, fully tackling, I think that helps out a ton, um, especially for the linebackers and things like that. So young guys getting more reps, I think that's good for them. You know, the older players, I don't necessarily think they need the reps as much. So this is just something the Ravens are used to doing. And some of those guys actually are injured, um, but they'll they'll definitely be back, um, in my opinion. All right. I got two more questions for you, man. I appreciate your time today, and, we'll, and then we'll get you out of here, okay? Uh, Mikey, get to everything. Thank you, Mikey. On the ones and twos, this is All Eyes on Cleveland. Uh, this is Ravens Week, No Looking Back, special edition with uh, our guest, uh, Kyle Andrews, uh, our Ravens guy, frequent flyer on the show, big fan uh, of his work uh, at the Center Daily, as always. Um, We've kind of covered weaknesses, so I wanted to ask you real quickly about uh, two things here. The quirk in the schedule, right? Ravens by week, Ravens for the Browns. This is kind of everything for the Browns sitting at six and five, right? They at least have to get a split to stay alive. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, but really, if they want to, you know, erase all of the unfulfilled expectations they can do it in twice in three weeks here if they could somehow pull it off right and it kind of favors them because of the bye week right now the ravens have to go you know sunday night football at pittsburgh at cleveland right does that anger you as a ravens guy like are you like what the hell kind of because this is weird right this scheduling is super weird right it, it, it's definitely weird but it doesn't make me upset because i'm excited to watch yeah. you know yeah. some good football i know between those three i think every th- single one of those three games is going to be a good one because you know the ravens will give you a heart attack every week and yes, no <laughs> and playing against that. a division rival in three weeks straight, I mean that's that's going to be outstanding for me anyway as a as a fan of the game anyway, and I think that's something that we need to appreciate a little bit more is that you know we're getting three divisional games in a row, and I know it's a little bit crazy for Ravens fans, but look, you get the Cleveland Browns and you get the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's, it's nothing better than that. And then you know later on in the season, if they can get revenge on uh, on the Bengals, that'll make it even better, right? Yeah. So what happened in that Bengals game? Did they just get overwhelmed? Uh, Chase I think, got, just went crazy on them? What happened? Yeah, Jamar Chase just obliterated them. And I think if if Marcus Peters was there, I don't think I don't think that game gets that out of hand. Sure. Now, I, I think sure. they still, you know, I don't think they schemed well enough for that game either. Um, so I think something still would have happened. But I also think that Marcus Peters would have kept the game a little bit more in check just because – you know, I think Marlon Humphrey, he, while he is great in press coverage, um, when he starts to get loose a little bit, um, it's a little bit tougher for him because he's not he's not the same quick twitch guy that uh, Marcus Peters is that who who can keep up with, 
you know, any receiver in the league, in my opinion. I mean, right. It, it, it was it was interesting to me how they stopped Tyree Kill the earlier on in the season, and then they couldn't stop Jamar Chase, who you know definitely isn't as fast, but the height, you know, and I mean he's fat, he's definitely fast. Don't get me wrong, but the height, I mean, he has the height, the speed, the strength. I mean, the guy's a super he's soldier. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's he's amazing. He is incredible. So so my last question then would be for you this right? So the Browns have disappointed this year up to this point for the most part. Um, Baker Mayfield uh, in a, you know, what we expected to be a, you know, continuation, hoping a continuation of 2020, the end of 2020 where he's playing good football, uh, didn't happen. And really, it kind of happened. He played well in the first game, part of the second game. But since his injury, he has not played well, right? So the shoulder first. First, it's a partially torn, you know, uh, up in the shoulder, labrum, right? Up in the shoulder. Then it's fully torn and fractured. And so now he's playing with that. And then he's got the knee and the foot and now the groin as well. It's as beat up as he's ever been, he said. Uh, they ran him out there last week. Honestly, Kyle, there's no way he should have been on the field last week. It, in my opinion, there's no way they should have played him. But they did anyways. I think they thought that maybe he could get right against that defense mentally, you know, a little bit, maybe get off for a couple touchdowns and kind of ride that wave, it, and it backfired on him, right? It totally backfired on him because he got more dinged, and he didn't play well at all. He threw two interceptions and looked putrid with his accuracy. And it's hard to blame him because he's so dinged up. So what's the approach from the Ravens? Are they just going to try to beat him up as much as they can probably on sun on Sunday night? I think they will. I think, um, you know, Odafe Owe, to me, has to be in the backfield, you know, as much as possible. You have to send him, uh, you know, I would send I would send safety blitzes. I would send corner blitzes. But I would also make sure that they don't attack the middle third of the field. They've done that a ton to the Ravens um, and the outside edges. I mean, when you get guys that are, you know, just – on an island by themselves, that hurts the Ravens a ton. And I think, you know, if Odell Beckham was still on the on the team, I think they they would have to start <laughs> scheming up for him for sure. But you know, it's not like other guys can't do that either. Um, especially yeah. if you get guys one on one. I still think, as you know, Jarvis Landry might not be the fastest guy in the world, but he can still beat you one on one with his route running ability. Um, and that's that's not a battle you want to get into. So I think that the Ravens, if they want to win this game, they have to make sure if you are blitzing, don't go too crazy with it. And honestly, I mean, peel back a little bit. Like if you if you watch the 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 Chiefs game, if I'm not mistaken, they peeled back on blitzes a ton of times. They would send a lot of bluff blitzes, um, especially up the middle. You'd actually drop, drop guys in the coverage. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Odafe Owe dropped in the coverage a, a few times against Travis Kelsey, which I think that actually saved them the game a ton of times. Um, you know, and I also think that they need to get a little bit more creative if they are g- going to send those blitzes. Sometimes you need to go in zone. And I think the Ravens are a historically man team that likes to beat guys up at the line of scrimmage. But, you know, mix it up a little bit. Go in the zone, you know, get things going like that. Um you know, run a get out of your base defense. And I think that's something that they've gotten away from this season and in the past where they, you know, they change up a ton. 
uh, this season, they're just like, okay, well, we're going to keep running the same thing over and over again. And Wink Martindale hasn't tried to adjust to his, you know, to his team's ability. I think he's, you know, just done what he's used to doing because he had Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey back there, along with, uh, you know, Deshaun Elliott and, and Chuck Clark. I think with those guys, yeah, you could do whatever you want to do because they're all talented. And, and Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott back there, you know, are like maestros. They know where everything's going. They know, you know, where the ball's going. They know where, you know, other players are going. They're the ones setting up the defense for the most part, especially Chuck Clark. Um, Patrick Queen has played better, I think, recently, especially with, uh, you know, he stepped up a ton with Malik Harrison out. Same thing with Josh Bonds being banged up. So, you know, I, I think that the Ravens, they need to just, you know, make sure that Baker, you know, put him on, on the ground a couple of times. Um, you know, it's going to be cold. So, you know, it's never never fun when you're playing on cold grass. Uh, it's not the same as cold turf, but, you know, you got to slam him down. And I, I don't want I don't want to see Baker get hurt because I do I do enjoy watching him play football. I know that sounds crazy coming from a Baltimore guy, but. I like I like the way, you know, I like Baker's swagger. I think he, you know, he's a fun guy to watch when he's at his best. And I think that it sucks that, you know, he's been injured this season because, you know, I really I want him to I want him to be successful. I want every single AFC North quarterback to be successful because it makes football more fun when this division's competitive. Yeah, for sure. Um Great points about Owe. Love what a great draft pick, right? And, and in that Kansas City game, when you're talking about him peeling back on those blitzes, the one time he did it perfectly into Mahomes coming up the middle on a scramble. It was one of the biggest plays of the game, if you remember that. He peeled back on the blitz and he got him coming up the middle on a scramble play. Uh, huge, huge play in that game. Big. You mentioned the one-on-ones on the outside. Big factor for the Browns. If Donovan Peoples Jones is right, because that's their guy when it comes to one on one now, right? Like he's the uh, the guy that they depend on to win in one on one coverage. So uh, excellent stuff as always, Kyle. Uh, you're a good friend, man, and I appreciate you taking the time for us today. Should be fun. Maybe we'll catch up again before uh, round two here in a couple weeks. Okay. Oh yeah, that would be great. Hopefully, I can come to Cleveland sometime soon so we can uh, so we can actually hang out in person. Absolutely, brother. I, I look forward to the day, man. Sure. Hey, get back I'm to. Uh, I know you got the dog in the car there with you. I appreciate you making time. Go ahead and uh, and let the pup out and uh, have a fantastic. Enjoy the beautiful day there. Okay. Oh yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. That is a uh, friend of show, friend of uh, all eyes on Cleveland. Fantastic uh, guy. Kyle Andrews. Uh, Kyle is a uh, writes and works for the Center Daily um, in Baltimore, and uh, has come on the show uh, numerous times uh, to talk Ravens. Right, so let's uh, uh, talk a couple things here. Uh, obviously, this will not be so today. Uh, being Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, doing this show with Kyle. Um, and then uh, I am doing um, a another show, uh, two more, pardon me, two more shows on Ravens 
uh, podcast and radio here today. So a busy day full of Ravens and Browns as we prepare for Sunday night football. Joe Woods, a couple things I want to hit on real quickly. I went back and I watched a, um, a good portion of the 2020 game. Lamar coming out of the, the 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 restroom, the bathroom to win the game at the end. Um, the, for the majority of that game, the Browns didn't really stop the Ravens. The Ravens didn't stop the Browns. Um, it has to be better from Joe Woods this year, and, and a, this is a much less effective offense to this point. Lamar has been disrupted. Uh, he's had a few games where he's looked good throwing the ball, but the Browns should be able to put some pressure on him. Will they duplicate what happened in the Dolphins game? I don't think so. I think maybe you show a little bit of this and that kind of exotic blitzes here and there. Keep him, you know, maybe you get on a roll and run it a, a couple times in a row like the Dolphins did. They did it excessively almost the entire game, but but you can at least use that as a weapon to show them, right? I think they are somewhat equipped, and you saw at the end of that game as they made adjustments late in the fourth quarter, it was just too late in that game uh, to beat that zero blitz. And it is a an exotic zero blitz where they were dropping two of the center, you know, whichever way the line shifted, the interior alignment of the Dolphins would drop back, and so they still get that desired effect of safeties coming off the edge, and it causes all kinds of problems for Lamar um, and and the Ravens. Eventually, they figured out that the slant would be there, or the quick slant would be there, and then off of that, as the you know Dolphins adjusted, uh, the out was there. So you know because of the leverage. The defenders uh, playing no safeties back. The corners for the the Dolphins had to play in more to try to take away some of that slant action off of the zero blitz. And it led to quick outs. And at times, uh, you know, quick outs with Bateman getting up the sideline and and Sammy Watkins getting up the sideline in that Dolphins game. So... Uh, there's a great video in, in, uh, out there, uh, Coleman. I posted it on, um, it's on my Twitter timeline, at Ward on Sports. You can check it out. That breaks down that entire game, and it's interesting, and something probably worth watching before Sunday night um, breakdown of what Miami did to the Ravens to disrupt them so much because they haven't really played. They did not play well against the Bears. Uh, they hit Watkins, Huntley, uh, playing for Lamar Jackson. No Lamar Jackson, so there's the asterisks, right? But Huntley hit Watkins on a late, uh, long downfield pass to get him down to about the five, got him in the end zone uh, to tie the game, and then they won the game. Of course, Justin Tucker, who is a, a, a you know an absolute weapon. Um, can't be really in a close game with these guys because, t- I mean, if they leave enough time, they will get within... 50 yards, ask the Bears, 76 yards, uh, and Tucker will hit that game-winning field goal. I would like to see Joe Woods approach this differently. I think that some of that Seattle cover three that they run in their base can work against this um, Ravens offense, but too much... 
too much zone here and the Ravens will 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 beat it, right? They will have they will figure it out. Like they're pretty good at, at taking a few blows, taking jabs, 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 and then starting to exploit the weakness in your zones and whatnot. And certainly the Browns have had a lot of weaknesses in their their cover four, their cover three, and their you know, their quarters coverage and whatnot. So if they can I think sprinkle in some man-to-man, right? Some press coverage, disrupt Bateman, disrupt uh, Marquise Brown, um, affect the timing of their routes off the line of scrimmage. That stuff really messes with Lamar, in my opinion, right? And And that just gives an extra half second, too, for your regular pass rush to get to the quarterback, let alone if you're gonna bring an extra guy. Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, who has been on, seems like, somewhat of a pitch count the past couple weeks, should be unleashed in this game, right? This is the guy you got to run and stop Lamar. So I would like to see him, uh, Malcolm Smith, play a lot in this game. Malcolm Smith playing some good football right now. Um, But, you know, at linebacker there, uh, less Mac Wilson, no offense to Mac Wilson, um, but... But more JOK on the field this game, I think, is absolutely necessary. Offensively, we know Baker in the condition he's in. Um, hopefully, it's certainly disheartening to hear that he hurt his groin. Another you know layer of injury. Either way, hopefully he has found some sort of rhythm with his feet, with his shoulder, where he can mechanically depend on, find something mentally mechanically that he can go to and be and repeat that right repeat that motion repeat that mechanically and find a way to be somewhat accurate at least make the easy throws in these games because there will be this secondary has given up a ton of yardage right so you are really doing a disservice to yourself if you are not taking advantage of what's available there uh versus this secondary uh, you got to keep him clean. Um, you got to keep him upright. So, um, and the run game has to be successful. I mean, you, Jack Conklin and uh, Kareem Hunt coming back is huge. It's a huge spark for the offense. I think Kareem Hunt, you can use him in the pass game. You can use him in the run game. Um, some of the best game, the, the best, probably maybe one of the best games that Stefanski coached was that that game against Baltimore the last time they played. The rhythm that he got in play calling, he was absolutely feeling it, right? Like, he had them so on their toes from heavy sets to heavy with, you know, heavy sets, three tight ends passing to running out of the same look to reverse. They ran, they remember they ran a trick play early with Jarvis where he threw the ball. They, uh, he was just in that game. They could not stop the Browns, and a lot of it was the rhythm that Stefanski got in calling plays, in my opinion. So let's hope that he can refine that rhythm somewhat. And w- if he does, you know, it, it also takes the other end of that of Baker to execute. So we talked a little bit about the offense, the defense, some of the things that are coming to my mind as we approach this game. This is huge, right? You have to get a split. But the opportunity is there. As a, this is a Ravens team that has not played great this year, right? They've had times where they played great, where they beat the Chiefs, 
um, where they've pulled out some games here or there. But, you know, getting crushed by the, the Bengals, sneaking by Detroit, sneaking by Chicago, sneaking by a number of other teams. This team is beat up, just like the Browns are, if not more beat up. And an opportunity for the Browns, if, you, if they could really dictate the run game to them and then dominate, I think... The Ravens' offensive line, which is not very good right now. If the Browns could do that, they could find a way to win on Sunday night. It changes everything. You get that bye week. You get them at home. A sweep here of this quirk in the schedule, this two-game stretch, could change everything for the Browns. You would go from disappointment to in the driver's seat in the AFC North. At least got to get a split, but the opportunity is there. Sunday night should be a blast. I will be back with you tomorrow night uh, with Jake Burns for your game day preview and our joint collaboration, All Eyes on Cleveland, the OBR Film Room Breakdown. We do it every Saturday night, uh, so you can listen to it uh, on Sunday uh, all day long up leading up to the game. It's usually anywhere between 15 minutes to a half an hour. We cover betting lines, props, our three keys to victory, some other funny stuff that we talk about throughout the week. So, you know Jake Burns. He's the best there is at it. Uh, so, we will have that out for you tomorrow evening, heading into game day on Sunday. This is huge, folks. This is it. Uh, so this is the moment in the schedule I've kind of been waiting for all year. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you're having a good uh, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Uh, and uh, I have to go do two uh, other Ravens podcasts now. So... Uh, we'll get this posted and up for everybody to enjoy. Thanks to Kyle Andrews of the Center Daily in Baltimore. He is a, uh, a good friend and a awesome uh, coverage of the Ravens, as always. So thank you so much for watching All Eyes on Cleveland. Big thanks to Mikey on the ones and twos. Go Browns, baby. This is it. This is the week. This is what we've been waiting for. And with that, we are out.